Hilchus Shirim is Beach, Perik Shvi, Perik Zain, Alacha Aleph, yeah? Okay. Zakhtar Dahan Alacha Aleph, Loi Koldover, Shane Apostle, maybe Eislach Achilla. Not anything, just because it's, it's not puzzle, it's kosher, can you look at bring it as a carbon? The case is, for example, a person is high of a good carbon oil. Not sure why the brings that example as an oil, but any carbon probably He shouldn't bring a sheep that's weak or, you know, and, and car is like inferior or attractive. There's no technical moon, therefore it's kosher. Balzanogarth says, curse to be the person. Who is trickery, etc. And the Apostle continues and says that who, who sacrifices an a, a, a inferior animal to Hashem. Ella, rather, the carbon, anything you bring is a carbon, you have an amucha, should be the best quality. I beg your pardon? Where where that where where to say that? The in, 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 over here, but okay, here Takat says that. And in his in his uh, th- uh, flock, there's a uh, the whole Pasuk reads. Which means it has the, 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 the has a good you know car car but he gives a nether and he sacrifices a, a bad one Lashem right I am I am a great king and and, and, and therefore now this pasuk is saying that if you offer an inferior carbon okay. that's no good even though over there actually the pasuk says. No, fine, good. So the point is, is that is that yeah. So if it's in, if it's a bad carbon, it's not good to bring it. Base. So in order to emphasize this point, the Ram says some little, little history over here. Here's what they, what they did. The right. rams came from Mayov. That was where the best rams grew, or were, 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 were not grew. What do you, how do you say they were tended? Uh, whatever the term is by rams. They bring sheep that have wide backs. Which is funny because is a rocky place, but apparently they made good quality sheep, <clears throat> or rams rather. And they were being calves from Shadrin, which is, you know, uh, part of our Tzisrael. And the young doves from Haramelech is all places. They were being wine from Karachin and Halutin. And fine flour. These are all yeah, places. And they bring Shem. These are all places where they were renowned, famous for their, you know, are the oil of this place, like the biggest quality, right? So, you know, uh, Italian, uh, right? It's the big, best quality of these things. All right, give them. Right. All new wood is kosher for the wood pile in the Mizbeach. Right, you can't use used wood. We can't. We said right. yeah, as long as it's new. But, but even though anything is kosher, still for the Mavian Gishal Zayis. Let me. I think I have a misprint over here. Let me show Gaff. And they wouldn't bring uh, trees that they would not bring wood from uh, from from uh, olives and or or vineyards, right? Right. Because of the purpose of we want to eat the salt. Right. Because these are all things that are relevant to the domesticated part of the salt. And if you chop it down, it's going to cause the place to become uh, barren. barren, right? In other words, it's part of the society. Deciding these things is essential, right? Wood was always the problem. Good, but this is the what we hear is that the olive trees and the, and the vineyards provide essentials. Good. You try to find a piece of wood on that, so you leave out a wooden chair outside yeah. accidentally. Yeah, that's it, gone. Okay, fine. Talk upon him, so uh, these are things that we know oil and wine are essentials, and therefore, if you chop it down, people are not going to want to live there, therefore, they always they, they didn't bring, they didn't chop it down, even the Mizbeach. What do they? What do they usually bring? Again, I am I'm, I'm reading from over here because the, the other Ram doesn't have so good. Yeah. The, they would bring 
uh, bows, B-O-U-G-H-S, right? Which I think yeah, means a branch. Yeah, of fig trees. Shalach Harashin, Shalach Hadashin, but it's probably Shalach in the uh, in the unsettled area. Excuse me, of the um, in forest. She the Yushu, not where people live, because where people live, they didn't want to chop it down. Obviously, when we're talking about fig trees that didn't produce fruit, because otherwise it's necessary to chop it down. Vishalah Egra is a nut trees. Vishalah Eid Shemin, and and Eid Shemin is trees that are oily that they they burn easily, basically. Moshe made these logs of wood because every morning he would bring shnei on his beach. But the logs of wood he made from his beach. They were amr square. The how tall were how thick were they? Like the tool that you use to flatten the pile of grain. So you have this grain pile. You want to flatten it down. You can't obviously your hand can't reach the whole thing. This long pole it was like heavy, and you would use that to smooth out the uh, the thing and the weight. Big piece of wood. You know, like this. Yeah. It's like the size of this basically. Yeah. Like, like the size of this basically. Like this, basically. That's how it was. So, in a few generations, that's what they did. You know, that's was, that was the essential, uh, quintessential um, type of log they would put in the Mizbeach. Like, that was like the cl- classic one, right? So, so, I don't know if this is referring to the Chlal, all the logs in the Mizbeach in general, or just the two Gizri Eitzim that were offered every morning. Because I think in the Mizbeach in general, there's a description of the, the wood pile being pieces of wood one on top of the other. Could be not. Could be this is how it was all the pieces were this, with this, uh, this thickness. This mashma over here, that's how it was. That was the standard, uh, the standard piece of wood from Mizbeach. That was how, that's, how, that's how they were formed. All right. Again, these are all things that you would do to make it ideal. It didn't have to be all these things. Right? How would they make it when they would plant the wheat for the menachas and for the nesachim? Menachas means meal offerings and the carpet like that. Nesachim means it accompanies the carpet. But the point is the same. First year, they would half the field, they would leave it fallow, they would leave it, leave it uh, empty. And the other half, they would plant there and grow wheat, their grain. Then they would reverse it, and they would they would they would plant in the other side, and they would leave their original one was planted, they would leave it uh, empty, and then the other one they would plow it. Um, the, the one that was that was the whole year, the, the, one, the first half that was not that was left empty the first year, and the second year they were planted. When they were planted, seventy days before Pesach, so hey Shvat basically. That was the amount of time they would have in order to grow in the ideal fashion when the, the grain should grow in the best conditions. Okay. And if that field, let's say, let's say the first time using it, so the field was never used before, then they would plow it twice. And after plowing it twice, then they would plant there. Good. They would select the, 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 the wheat kernels. They would pick the kernels of wheat that they would grind for flour. They would select them you know, one at a time. It was a very, uh, they wouldn't just take the whole thing in one big pile. And then they would shuffle means they would, they would like, you know, rub them like this. Um, yeah. Uh, or actually, yeah. yeah or, 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 here it says to strike them. Okay, I, I, I like that better actually, yeah. He would step on them or you know, crush them with his feet to crack the shells. Until the shells should come off. I'm not sure if they use their feet, actually. They, they, they use their hands. But the point is that this... Yeah, okay. So, that's how they would do it. I'm sorry. Hey, thank you. All the menachas, they would rub it in this way three times, 300 times. And then pound it 500 times. Shof Achas, how they do it? They would, they would they would take the wheat, they would go like this once, and then they would pound it twice. Again, come with the hands, the feet. Shof Shtan, they would do it two times after that, pick it up again, do it two times, and they would uh, pound it three times. So one, like this, and then 
two two like that, and then two like this, and then three three like that. That's how they that's how they would do it. We did two shalish They did a hundred times. You have you have three hundred rubbings like this, five hundred poundings. The chayyiz chalila and they keep doing this. Ad shigmar shalish mei shifa v'chamish mei asbita till you could finish three hundred. Uh, uh, rubbings and 500 poundings. This is Galfa Harbish that the shells come off very easily, very well. This is like, the, you know, this is imagine you have like a havdil, like, like a tyrant who, if he has one imperfection in his grain, he kills the whole, you know, bakery department. So that's how they would do it. Yeah, so havdil for the Abish, that's how he wants the best quality, the best possible. When you do this, like that, you count that as one, not as two. And afterwards, they grind it. And after grinding, it sift the flour very thoroughly, like we said before in the previous pedic, until there was no more flour <coughs> dust left, like till the guy stuck his hand inside. Good. Yesterday, I mentioned the mistake that the art school Siddur makes in, 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 in Pergyavis, when they, in Perikay, Mishnah Tazayan, where it says the person. Were you here yesterday? Uh, anyway, so, so look, look in the footnote over there. They say, they say that, that, what I said before, that they have a, a, a sieve. No, it's daytaich over there. Silas is fine flour. Right. And kemach is like a, a more coarse flour, right. which makes no sense. Kemach in this context is the flour dust, which is more fine than Silas. Uh-huh. So, okay, anyways. Vav. Hayayin, wine, maybe. Hayu, maybe, and Vav, yeah? Vav. Hayayin, wine. Hayu, maybe. Maybe it says, maybe, Okay. Both of these arms of you say this. Okay, but anyway, the point is the same. They're being grapes. From. So, Ragilius, Moshin Regal, means. The, the, the vines that grew at oh, foot level. Close, close to the ground. Right, remember we said yesterday, it should be the kind of vines that grow up a, tr- right. a, tr- a, tr- a trellis, that's considered inferior. From their vineyards that are, that are worked twice a year. Uh, he says tilled over here, right? They work twice a year. Yeah. And then he would, and then they would, uh, they would crush the grapes. And they would collect the collect the juice into small jugs. You don't put one or two jugs at a time. Groups of three. In other words, apparently there's um, apparently that, that the idea of having them three at a time leaves less room for air exposure, and that in other words, there's less yeah, the same size like like the closet. If there's one or two jugs there, there's more oxygen for the wine to sort of oxidize on. If it's three, then there's less oxygen. No, the point is, as you store them three at a time, they're basically they prevent each other from getting oxidized. That that's what it's that's what it's mashma. So therefore, they last longer. It's more fresh. You don't fill the jugs until the barrel rather, until it's top. So you should have. This air for the for the for the for the the, the, the aroma to rise, and that should like basically that was good for the wine, basically. So the uh, to the vapor would. It has to ferment. Right, but the point is, is that if there was no room for the for, for the for the vapor to rise, the vapor won't won't be won't be, won't be able to rise, and then it, it'll it'll impact the wine negatively. Whatever escapes the wine when you fill it up halfway is good for wine quality. I'm sure people who make wine understand this kind of thing. So. They may me and when it came time to bring the wine from the mizbeach, they wouldn't bring from the top of the barrel. Because there's like sometimes a little mold, s- mold. S- scum, right? That like kind of like goes like, like on top, yeah, the top of the wine. Right. Because of the sediments. Rather, we break from the middle third of the barrel. How would you do that? Obviously, to poke a hole in the side. So, yeah. Well, uh, no, because then you're going to go through the wine that's going to end up being wine from the, from the top. Oh. Yeah. So therefore, Halchazani explains that you make a hole in the side, apparently. The gizber 
right? That we keep translating as treasurer. But here, obviously, the treasurer right. had a lot of jobs. Eh? Right. He would sit and he would watch the wine coming out of the side of the barrel. This guy. Huh? This particular guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ki- yeah. Once he sees that out of the, uh, uh, in the side of the barrel, there's this, the, the sediment start. Paisek, he would stop the flow of wine. The end lekeach, he doesn't buy any more wine. What's it buy? Lekeach. He wouldn't take it. It was already brought or something. He wouldn't take it from there any longer. And he would sit and drink the rest of it. And when you drink <laughs> it back for, for the Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> so the point is that he would, he would not use it anymore. No. I don't think that means he would... He would uh, yeah, fine. So if it must say maybe, and when would he... Uh, at what point would they bring these, uh, the, the wine to the Mizbeach? has to be at least 40 days like we said before 40 days so after 40 days until a year or about two years or so a bit more at that, that, that point the wine is already considered old if it brings very old wine it's kosher you have to time if it didn't come spoiled or vinegar right? if it's vinegar then it's possible but as long as it tastes good it's kosher ches the truth is that, that a lot of wines get better even though more than two years it's considered, it's considered high quality right? depends how you make the wine yeah how you store it yeah, yeah. Ches. Okay. So you, it's just to get some visuals over, you can see he has a picture over here of a wine press or an olive press. If it's helpful to you, just get some idea. I mean, it's not, it doesn't look like a tradition, but okay. Ches. There's nine different types of qualities of oil because of the way the, way the process. As we'll see. Case of example. If you have the, the grapes that they, excuse me, olives. Oh. And they chose on top of the olive tree, they pick it one at a time. Meaning, before the olive tree is ready to be harvested, there are, there are, there are unique olives that you can pick one at a time, that, the harvest early, right? the best quality olives. Then you crush them, right? you squeeze them with your hand, and you put them in some kind of machine, and they just, you just smash them. Notice the style, you put them in like a basket, like a mesh basket. Right? If you ever watch The Living Legacy, when they do the Hanukkah demonstration, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. Like, 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 the, like the baskets, you put your socks in for the laundry. But, it's oh. the, but the holes are smaller. Hashem and Shiatsim and Uharishim, the oil that comes out of it, or the juice that comes out of it, rather, from which you make oil by letting the juice sit in the oil out of the top. That's the first quality. That's, that's, that's grade one. That's, that's the best quality. Then you take the grapes, excuse me, the olives, and you again, you, 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 you instead of, because um, in the first one, you just crush it, and automatically some oil flows out from this right. basket. Right. Now you crush it with a beam, and then more juice flows out yeah. after you press it with the beam. That's the second quality oil. If after that happens, after the juice flows out, you put it even, like you, put it, you rearrange it, you put another beam, other places, the numbers say other places. Master, you take this these sediments, you grind them in a grinder, and that makes more juice come out. That doesn't say that. It's a second, a second level of you know heavier beam, let's say, or a second beam. Then this this juice that comes out of that, that's the third category. Okay, that's that's the three categories that that exist in these unique olives that you picked one at a time on top of the tree in the beginning, beginning of the ripening season. Then you have olives that are that are a whole big mixture over here, right? That. Uh, that most olives are ready for picking, so you don't have to start picking ones out. You kind of take, take your harvest, basically the whole harvest together. And misakon means to harvest. I mean, it's funny, in, in English, the word harvest can be used for any type of crop. Wheat, barley, olives, grapes. In Lashon Kedesh, each species has its own word for harvest. So misakon means harvesting grapes. 
Right, so the verb and the noun are related over here in the Osh Kodesh. Sorry, olives. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you bring them up to the roof. And, and I guess you sit it for a while till they finish ripening on the roof when the sun, you know, exposed to the sun. And then you choose again the best, the best um, olives from this, 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 this whole mixture. And you crush them. And also beside you put them in the mesh basket. The same process. The oil that comes out of that is the fourth category. Afterwards, you take those olives and you put them in a heavy beam. The that comes out of that is the fifth category, fifth level. Then you put another heavy beam, another different type, you rearrange the beam or whatever the second level is. Then then the third, I guess you, tw- you twist this thing over here, it makes the beam even more heavy, whatever it is, the second level. That is the sixth level. Okay, sixth grade. Then you have olives that you, that you um, basically over here, that the olives never fully ripened. So you harvest them and you bring them into the house until they begin to decompose. Then you take them up to the roof and you dry them. Then you crush and put them in this mesh basket. The oil that comes out of that is seventh, seventh level. Then you, you, you press them with the beam. The oil comes out is the eighth level. Then when you do that a second time, that's the ninth level. These are the nine grades of olive oil, right? You go to the supermarket, there's some English over there, whatever. Yeah, nine. Extra fine. Right, exactly. Yeah. Tess. AFLP, even though all kosher for the melchish, we mix oil with, oil with fine flour. Any one of these nine levels is kosher, whether it's the first or the ninth. The first one is the best. That's the fact. The second and the fourth. So the first, the best quality olives that are secondary because they were crushed is the same as, the, same as medium olives that are the first quality. Shnei and they're both considered equal. So one is the same, one is one, you have two and four. Vachrei and Mashlishi, you have a third quality, which is the lowest of the first type of olives. Vachamishi, which is the second of the middle quality olives. Vashvi, which is the first of the third quality olives. Shosh and they're all equal. Vachrei and Mashishi, Vashmini, then you have the six, which is the worst of the second quality olives. Shmini, which is the middle of the, of the lowest quality olives. Shnei and they're the same, six and eight are the same. But the she, the lowest is the ninth, that's the worst one. So you have one, level one is one, level Level two is two and four. Level three is three and five and seven. Level uh, five is six and eight. And level six is nine. I got that right? Yeah? yeah. Six levels? Okay. So, Allah Yud. For the Menorah, even though we just said all kosher for the Menachis, for the Menorah you have to have the first, the fourth, and the seventh. I thought that the Menorah was, was only the first. The, the, well, the first, fourth, and seventh are the, are the first of each category. That's the din. Well, Shamrat says, Kaslamar crushed for, for illumination. It means it has to be only the crushed. If it's more than crushed, you press it with the bean, that's no good. It's only kaslamar, that which comes up from the crushing process, which is the first, the fourth, and the seventh. Avalamanachis, which answers the Pashta Kasha. they couldn't find oil for manure. For the Menachis, they did have that morning when they brought the carbon tumbin. They mixed oil with the, with the Menachis. The truth is you could say that because the Menachas you could do at a later date. But let's say they did it that day. They had, they had, they, they, didn't have, they didn't have one, four, seven that was tar. They had two or three, five or six, eight or nine. Or, the chassidus, of course, the Vartis is that they were using tummy oil for the Menachas, they were fine. But the Menachas, which is the eating of Tato, which is what the Yavonim wanted to be metame, for that they said, no, we have to use Dachashem and tar. Okay, Akapanu, fine. So these are the different categories of Menachas. Fekdam, Miralaf. 
If they're all kosh for the machis, all these different nine levels, and these way we divide in six, why are you guys separating it? Who cares? So it separated it in two categories one, four, and seven, the menorah, and everything else for the machis. You should know what's the best. And what is the second, you know, what's two at the next level? And the most inferior. So someone wants to be Zakin himself to the right thing. He should and he will be generous. Bring his carbon from the best. From the most choice of what he's bringing. So if you're going to buy oil, you want to buy the best. And then the Torah says, Hevel also brought a, brought a carbon from the Bechayr, I mean the firstborn, but also the best of his sheep and the fattest of the Chalbein, right? The, the fattiest of it. Hashem turned to Hevel and his carbon, not to Kayin. Anything which is for the Ebishter. Should be for the best and the nicest. If you build a shul, he says, based to feel not based to I'm not sure why. It should be nicer than your own house. Right? So, hang on a second over here. If you feed someone who's hungry, give him the best, right? Give the, board, the guest the best piece. Not, not just, if he clothes a person who doesn't have clothing, give him the best clothing. The best of your belongings. It says, the best choice is to the best choice.